How should we pray for our nation in this hour when everyone is pressing in to gain power and power is more important than truth? How do you pray? We'll answer that question today. I'm Joel Van Hoogen. Thank you for joining us at The Bread of Life. Our program is presented by the International Disciple Making Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism. I want to encourage you to learn more about the amazing work we're doing all around the world. You can do that by going to traincpe.org or to learn about our Missions Fellowship in Boise, Idaho, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Today we conclude a message from 2 Kings chapter 6 on how to pray for our country. Elisha was surrounded by the Syrians and he prayed that they would be blinded. In their blindness, they relied upon him to lead them, and he led them to a place where they discovered their complete need for God's mercy and grace. The story will teach us how to pray for our nation today. You can read this over and over again, the plans of people. We're told that before the Lord Jesus was arrested, just before the Passover, that the leaders of the nation of Israel said, we want to arrest him, and we want him to put him to death, but we just don't want to do it at Passover. That's when we can't do it. But if you read the story, the Lord Jesus stirs up Judas to go and betray him on the night because Judas realizes that, he's, that Jesus is onto him, and he goes and makes the betrayal when Jesus is about ready to, they think, to slip out of their hands, and they're forced to take the Lord Jesus just before the Passover so that he might die at the time of Passover as our Passover lamb. You see this over and over again. Jonah is given a command of God to go to Assyria and to Nineveh and to proclaim judgment on the city, and Jonah doesn't want to go. He knows if God is sending him to pronounce judgment, then God is also sending him to offer mercy and forgiveness if the people will repent. And he doesn't want to give the Assyrians any way out of the judgment God is sending upon them. So the best thing to do is not to pronounce judgment. That just tells you, by the way, pronouncing judgment on people is a merciful and loving thing to do. And Jonah does not love the Assyrians. So he doesn't want to pronounce God's judgment against them. And so Jonah decides to a different plan. He's going to jump on a ship to Tarshish, and he's going to subvert God's will. But God has a way of subverting Man's plan to move away from God's will. God sends a storm. And some folks in the boat with him who realize it's Jonah's fault that they're in the midst of that storm. And Jonah is thrown over. Even Jonah thinks, I'll, I'll still keep my plan. I'd rather die as a sacrifice than go and proclaim the message to the people in Nineveh. Throw me over the water and I'll drown in this water and uh, you'll be saved because I'm defying God. And so they throw Jonah over and Jonah thinks he's still going to win. He's not going to have to go to Nineveh, and God sends a fish, swallows him up, spits him out where he's supposed to go. God has a way of subverting the plans of men. We ought to pray that way. God, subvert their plans. Put upon them a stupor. Put on them certain blindness so they can't exercise their objectives. Bring them to do something foolish and Bring this plan to nothing and to naught. Make them lose their vision in such a way that they need the guidance of godly people to take them where they don't want to go. You might want to pray that for your friends and family members as well who are attempting to live successfully and in control of their lives without submitting to God. God, don't give them success at this. Defeat them. Let them lose their vision so that they need the navigation of godly people to take them where they don't want to go, so that you might reveal to them a place at the right moment and the right time that you're in control and they have no defenses against you.
and you have an answer for them. I think it's right for us to pray for our nation. By the way, I don't think that we need to pray if we're going to appeal to God on this basis. I think I would suggest to you that even though you see things that are unjust and you want to pray, Lord, give the, that's not just, Lord, let the truth come out here and let the truth come out there. As a general rule, let me just suggest to you that it's probably not a good idea to pray for our nation for justice. I don't think that's the right lever to pull. I think we need to pray for mercy. God, be merciful. Do not let those who are pursuing agendas that are godless and evil succeed. Don't let them prevail. Subvert whatever those plans are. Drive whoever is in power, whoever is in power, drive them in the stupor to need the guidance and navigation of godly people that you've left here. I'll point out to you, by the way, that the Syrian king was not a godly man, but neither was the king in Israel. Elisha had to guide men who had been given a lack of sense by God to be able to oversee the nation. And by the way, again, the king of Israel says to Elisha, my father, my father. That tells you who it is that ultimately recognize they need wisdom from. Here's the third thing to pray. Pray that God would open the eyes of these same individuals to see their true condition and God's true disposition towards them. Pray that God would open the eyes of these same individuals to see their true condition and God's true disposition towards them. They are defenseless against God's righteous judgments. They need God's mercy. And God is disposed to be merciful. God is disposed to be merciful. Elisha leads these individuals into the middle of the capital city. You can be sure that the armies of Israel were glad to surround them and were ready to let fly into them this band of Syrian soldiers. But in the middle of the city, unprepared and unable to defend themselves, Elijah prays again a third time, God opened their eyes. And in that place, with their heads clear again, they see that they are exposed, that they are defeated, that they are ready for destruction, and that they are completely defenseless. They have no argument to offer. And the king of Israel wants permission to destroy them, but Elijah says, feed them and send them home instead. Pray that God would make known to those who pursue power that it's futile and useless and will bring upon them complete and utter destruction from the God who holds all absolute power. Pray that there might be a fear before their eyes, that for a moment they might catch a glimpse of the fiery angels that surround us to protect us and to pursue and bring about God's perfect goals. Pray that they might recognize their just position of judgment, but that they might seek mercy from him instead because God is always ready to be merciful. One of the most amazing stories in the Bible is of what seems to be, in my mind, the most wicked man of the Bible, it's Manasseh, King Manasseh. It says that he persecuted the believers in that city and the priests in the city of Jerusalem to such extent that the, it was a bit of a hyperbole, but that the blood ran to the horse's bridle throughout that city. He began to sacrifice his own children to Moloch. He began to offer up sacrifices of that which was defiling in the temple itself, building in the temple an altar to the sun god. A bloody, horrible man. And yet if you read the story, he repents in the last days. He believes in God and God forgives him. This bloody, awful man is brought to recognize that he stands before a power greater than himself. We ought to pray that way. For these individuals who are seeking power, we ought to pray this way for our friends as well. 
that they might realize that they have no defense before a holy God and that they need his mercy. Pray that they would come to understand that God is ready to have mercy on them if they will yield to him. That God's heart is to feed them and cause them to feast and bring them to a true home. There's only one reason that God raises up nations, by the way. As far as I can understand, the reason God raises up nations is to stir people to pursue him. God raises up nations in order that he might advance the cause of people seeking him, or he might advance the cause of those who seek to make him known. Take your Bibles to Acts chapter 17. And I want to prove my point. Acts chapter 17. Paul is speaking to the Athenians. And Paul is giving an explanation of what God is doing. In Acts chapter 17, verses 26 through 27, Paul, speaking on Mars Hill to the leaders of the city in Athens, says of God, He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek, why? So that they should seek the Lord and hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. God, you see, is for nations. God raises up individual nations. He's not interested in a movement to unify into a central government all the nations of the earth. God has brought forth our nation. God has brought forth America for one purpose, and that is the strategic purpose of making him known to people to the ends of the earth, and that people in this nation might learn to seek him above everything else. And God will keep our nation as it is, going as it does, as long as there are people who prayerfully are pursuing that agenda and purpose as well. As long as the church above everything else has a longing desire to make Christ known to the nations and Christ known to those in our nation. As long as the people of God above everything else are seeking God and God's answer and God's solution for their lives instead of resting in the answers and the promises that are given by men. God brought judgment on Israel over and over again. You know why? It's when Israel would stop looking to God for their answer to their need and would go to the nations around them to make their compromises and their political leagues and would trust in those political calculations for their salvation instead of looking to God because they were not seeking God. And if you're not seeking God, you cannot seek to bring God to others. So the great prayer that we ought to be praying is God cause us to seek you ourselves and God stir within us a pursuit to seek others for your sake. God only in this way can you justify the salvation of our nation so that men might seek you, that men might seek you. This should be our greatest prayer. God awaken people to their need of you. Awaken us to the need to make you known. Reveal to people that they're not ready to meet you without facing judgment and destruction. But let them see that you're ready to bring mercy. And then, oh God, give them mercy. Oh God, even now, give us mercy. to Pursue this mission and this calling. And show us your answer through Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the reprieve in this hour just to listen and focus in upon this word. We pray that it not be lost. May it Teach us how to pray. Give us a hold of you in our desperate times, in our times of discouragement, in times of need. Help us, dear God, as well, to recognize that history is 
not the story of great men and great powers and political movements, but history is a story of your endless pursuit for lost souls. And you're moving and adjusting and adapting and stirring up nations and their localities and situations to seek you and find you. Or in judgment, isolating some whose hearts have turned hard against you. Oh God, we pray. Continue your work of drawing men to yourself. And oh God, spare our nation by a church within it that is passionate about that goal above everything else. Forgive us, O Lord, for not being attentive to these things, not being attentive in our prayer life, not being attentive in the things we've dreamt for and longed for. Uh, Lord, forgive us for seeking our own and not yours, and seeking our own preservation instead of your glory and your honor and your proclamation. O God, help us see what prophets see. You're watching over and protecting us. And help us, dear God, to be used of you prayerfully to frustrate the plans of evil men who seek not your will and your purposes, but at the same time to bring those people to see their need of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to the Ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our ministry, let me suggest you go to one of two websites. First, go to traincpe.org, traincpe.org, to learn more about the work we're doing all over the world to equip and engage the body of Christ in personal evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Or to learn about our work in your community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.